It's time for the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Clay Patton in for Susan Littlefield rounding out your trading week. Susan enjoying the Nebraska State Fair. Make sure you stop by the Rural Radio Network booth in the Pinnacle Bank Expo Center when you make your way to Grand Island over the Labor Day weekend. Talking the trade with us here on a Friday, though, is Tyler Reagan with Trade-Offs based in Lincoln. And Tyler, excited to talk the trade for you. It's been an interesting week, and Friday leaves us no stones on turned with lots of interesting things to cover as well. I start here with just the general trade sentiment. I do see corn soybeans ending in the green, wheat's lower for a Friday, but for my view, does it feel like the, there's just still a very bearish sentiment right now to this complex? As far as in the corn market, the hardest part about the corn market is there's not a whole lot of demand that's been kind of showing up right now, which has kind of been holding everything down. And with the current acre you know, increase that we had over the last couple of months, it's kind of Put a little bit of weight on the market, so until we get, you know, we have a lot of, had a lot of heat and everything, and so until the, you know, we get some combines out there and get some har- some data harvested, it's going to be tough to really get the market moving. You know, this kind of time of year, it's kind of a tough time for to get a seasonal rally going. Um, generally speaking, from a corn, you know, pre-harvest, uh, pre-harvest high, pre-harvest low. Generally speaking, you have about a thirty percent retracement value, retracement level. So, kind of between now and the end of the year, so anywhere from a Historically, if a 520 to a 550 type level could be a potential, you know, in the event we have a post-harvest, you know, seasonal rally, so to speak. And obviously, there's already been a lot of discussion. Is that har- is that pre-harvest low being set, or has it been set? Uh, given some of your technical analysis here, Tyler, do you feel we've put in a harvest low? You know, it definitely feels like we. This is kind of the time of year we do that. Uh, we've kind of went down and been trading kind of choppy the last 30 days between chopping around 470 to five bucks. So we're if this, in the event that this does hold, you know, that would be kind of the time of year it does so, and then you generally try to work, you know, towards a more positive market between now and the end of November. So I, in the event that it is, this will be kind of the time of year it takes place. Tyler, looking here at the open interest side of the market as well, I know there was some short covering going on early on Friday. Are we seeing spec money kind of want to reduce their exposure to the commodities? And if so, why are they wanting to reduce that exposure here where we've got another potential heat and stress market setting up on us? Uh, that's kind of the hardest thing. It's like when you, with the money flow and whatnot, you know, it, this is kind of a tough time of year to really get you know, fun, you know, speculators and buyers in, you know, in the event that we were in the middle of, you know, February to an April time frame, you know, and you get a bullish sentiment or a, bull, a bullish fundamental aspect, you know, you, and you have a seasonal, seasonal rally or a seasonal historical, you know, time frame to work with. But this going into harvest is kind of a tough time to really have a lot of uh, speculative buying, you know, right as you're going into what is going to be a pretty large corn crop harvest. So it's until, true hard numbers come out and there, or another fundamental export demand you know comes into play it's, it's really tough to get fundamental buying this time of year you know when you're looking at that as well that that physical fundamental of demand and really that seems to be almost a bigger question mark than where will that supply number fall because it, it feels like it, folks are saying well 91 million acres of corn we're gonna have plenty of multi-billion bushel carry out corn is kind of the safe haven number are we seeing any sort of demand want to spare its head up or with this dollar where it's at uh, is there other issues really facing this demand um as far as on the bean market the last Ten days or so, China's came in and bought some beans. So we've had and we've had some purchases from unknown destinations. So we have had you know some good bean purchases come through. Um, the bean market specifically, you know, going away from the side of the corn, 
we kind of worked off the 30-day lows of the 1290 and kind of worked ourselves. We kind of had the you know the heat and whatnot come through. Uh, so we kind of had that along with some bean buying that kind of helped spark this bean rally. Um, and on the technical side of things, it has we are from a corn and beans situation as well that also could affect more fundamental buying is that we're overbought on the charts and it just seems like there's so many contracts that can get purchased when there's you know uh, when you reach a certain technical sentiment that has kind of weighs in on you know the current market trend and momentum as well so we've talked a little bit about global demand and, and different pictures like that of course china has been sitting in here buying tyler do you have any data that points to is china still buying from south america right now or are they trying to actually shift more of that demand here to our upcoming crop that's going to be out of the field here in the next 60 days or so you know, they have been buying from both areas. I want to say that they're maybe shifted their focus towards us now that we have a, you know, a crop that's coming on to the, you know, the supply and onto the market. So I think they've, that's been the, probably the reason we've seen USDA come out with, you know, in the last handful of days with USDA uh, crop sales to China as well. So let's briefly look as well. Anything developing in the Black Sea, or is that kind of a known quantity at this point? There's going to continue to be headlines, but really we kind of feel like we know where that one stands right now. I think that's kind of where we feel like we know where it stands right now. I think that's just a war-on, war-off situation. I feel like the market, until something is set in stone and something actually like takes place for a constant, uh, continuous amount of time, it's probably going to be a non-event towards the market until something more escalates in my opinion now we go back here to the fundamentals of the grains of course we saw that september first notice day that kind of buckled things and then we saw that slug of deliveries come in from one major uh, commercial trader there uh come in especially against that chicago wheat contracts any other deliveries really that you've been made aware of or anything to be watching here as a september contract goes off the board you know not right now um as far as you know we did see a, quite a few um, Dreyfus and Anderson took quite a few contracts. Um, as far as uh, other deliveries, I haven't really seen much else besides that currently. With the, with this heat coming on, are you watching a particular forecast? Anything that you're going to be watching here over the next several weeks as it relates to the grain complex? Yeah, absolutely. I want to say that definitely the crop currently is in a vulnerable state um, to the tune of the last two, you know 10 days of heat that has gone through. I want to say the next 10 days is not looking too uh, productive from a, or not too helpful from a heat situation either and cooling, cooling temperatures along with no moisture as well. So the bean, bean crop specifically, this is kind of a time when they say, you know, beans are made in August and this is kind of where. And again, it's Tyler Reagan with Trade On. Stay tuned to the Fontenelle Final, Final Bell as we dive into the livestock trade in our next segment. Summer is going fast and Husker Harvest Days is right around the corner. Please join us one final year in the Fontenelle Tent at the show September 12th through the 14th near Grand Island. There's plenty to talk about, including the merger into the new Channel Seed brand, our proven performance potential, and an expanded corn portfolio for 2024. So stop and see Fontenelle at Husker Harvest Days. The same local commitment with new possibilities. Always read and follow pesticide label directions, IRM, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Hi, this is Mark Oppold from the Bottom Line Report. This is a season like none other for grain and livestock producers. A single headline can send the markets in either direction. He says now, any- we don't pretend to have all the answers every day on the Bottom Line Report. Now, on the, from a local basis situation, there's still a lot of early premiums hanging on from the old crop, uh, old crop cash, new old, old crop, new crop inverse. So, you know, as we, between 
as you see right now, there's going to be some early premiums that kind of hang on here until we get harvest fully going there. So in the event that anyone has, you know, dry land crops or crops that are re- generally ready, um, could be dried down or something along those lines, you, you could take advantage of some of this old crop um, cash price right now and kind of you take advantage of the, the old crop, new crop basis inverse there. So that's kind of been one thing we've been kind of watching as well. So definitely a lot to look at when it comes to this basis side of the trade and really another way to keep in mind in that risk management strategy of how you want to try and play that side of the market. Now, I do want to make sure we leave plenty of room here for livestock, so let's jump over into that side as well. This cattle market has done one thing, it seems like, for the last several weeks, and that's been extremely choppy and sideways. We're watching those Bollinger Bands start to really narrow up on the trade. Any concern here that this is going to give us a technical breakout to the downside if we continue in this current choppy pattern? And that's the thing I know the cattle market has just been continuously grinding higher and it seems like anytime you have a pretty big rally it just kind of pulls back in like you mentioned on those Bollinger Bands. Um, as far as on the cattle market specifically right now we generally have a from a, the August to September historically speaking on the seasonal charts you generally pull back from August to the first part of September and rally going into the, the fall but just with how fundamentally tight the live cattle market is it just seems you know if it's, it's going to be interesting to see if that's going to continue to want to grind higher between now and you know, the end of the year, so to speak, and even into the first part of the next year. And, the, and uh, as far as, like, on the live cattle, so like, looking at, like, December contracts specifically, we've kind of pulled back. We've come in in a pretty tight, choppy range from 182 to about 186 through the last, I'd call the last 45 days. Put in highs, a really big uh, breakout high at 189. But in the event that we're kind of trading right here, we closed right at the, right below the 50-day moving average of buck 84. Uh, in the event that that kind of holds as a support line up here, you know, trying to uh, overhead resistance would be sitting around 186 to about 188. So if you had overhead targets that you were trying to look at, trying to execute something on, you know, those would be two like target overhead targets right now. And then if we break through those, you know, trying to go up and touch the highs as well again. Um, looking at like the feeder feeder cattle right now, the feeder cattle chart's been just a straight elevator shaft here recently um, over the last, you know, call it the last year. But kind of doing the same thing, just continuously putting in new highs. And until, you know, like you said, like some other aspect or a fundamental situation comes into play, it could, it's going to be interesting to see how that ultimately, when this bull rally kind of does have a pullback and how big it will be when it does. Talking about tools that are useful in the market, when you see a market start to really trade sideways, like what this cattle market is doing, and and really just kind of a very range-bound set, does that start to take some of that implied volatility out of the market to make options a useful strategy in a situation like this? Yeah, absolutely. I'd say that options, you know, viewing an option, if you're trying to use it as a risk management tool to, you know, one, secure a certain value at 100% makes sense to where you're you know, more so view an option as a tool rather than a, like a casino type product where if you're trying to manage a premium, you know, for another 30, 60, 90 days, however long it is until you have your cattle to ready to hit the market or one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to be, if you're using floors, you're going to be one exposed to one of two things. You're either going to hold the current value together, you know, between now for the next 60 days and you're going to know one of two things of are we going to be in a continually bull market or are we going to, are we going to try to pull back and have some sort of setback for a little bit? So, you know, viewing it more as like a tool, it, it, they can be constructive tools, you know, and just more so try to find the right, you know, strike and premium that tries to work for individual operations. It's, uh can be a very productive um, risk management strategy while we're up here at the highs. 
uh, we kind of briefly touched on this on the grain side of it, but anything, any reports or anything to really be aware of as we come into this next week of trade, shortened holiday week uh, from a seasonal standpoint, anything to be aware of coming into the new trading week uh, after Labor Day? Yeah, we got market is closed on Monday. As far as uh, that Wazi report, that'll be going out. I don't forget which day it is. It'll be typically the 10th or 12th around that time frame, but could maybe see some adjustments on yield. I want to say it's going to be tough to adjust it again until we really have hard harvested data yet, but we could see some adjustments there and some adjustments on the demand side of things as well. Um, I want to say probably the bigger picture is going to be at the end of the month when we have the quarterly stocks report, so we'll kind of see what kind of gets changed there if anything does get changed and generally can spark some volatilities and can spark some opportunities as well. And Tyler, for folks to get a hold of you there at Trade Oz, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, give us a shout, uh, 402-480-6409. That again is Tyler Reagan with Trade Oz joining us here on the Fontenelle Final Bell. Thank you to Fontenelle for their continuing support of the program. Do remember, trading futures and options involve risk of loss may not be suitable for all investors. Do consider these risks before investing. Always catch a recap and a podcast of the program at RuralRadioNetwork.com.